Welcome back to the Women's Football Podcast. I'm Shauna David and once again this is our weekly look at the women's game where we'll be covering all aspects from the WSL all the way down to the Women's National League. Coming up this week, Everton cap a great week by hitting Aston Villa for six. Arsenal leave it late but come from behind to stay top while wins for both Manchester clubs keep the pressure on. In the championship, the game of the day sees Leicester and Durham share the spoils while Liverpool record another win. And we will have a full roundup of all the action from the National League results and lots more. Well, joining me this week to look back on the action is football journalist Andrew Raven. Andrew, good to have you back on the pod with us. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Yes, good to be here. Well, what a seven days it's been for Everton. We spoke just last week about their win over Chelsea. Then in midweek, they beat Birmingham 3-0 to reach the FA Cup final. And then on Saturday, they battered Aston Villa by six goals to... um, They battered Aston Villa by six goals to nil to briefly go top of the Women's Super League. Andrew, um, I find it quite interesting at the moment that the men's and women's team at Everton they've uh, pretty much had the perfect start to the season that nobody was expecting but um, the women's team they're really flying at the moment aren't they? Yeah they are I mean if you look at the red half of, of Merseyside I think a lot was made wasn't it last season um, you know when Liverpool's men's team were doing so well well you know perhaps are, are there the resources being put into the women's team because they were bottom of the league and ended up being relegated well Everton are managing to find that healthy balance where they've got two teams at the top of uh, the Premier League and of course briefly as you said uh, overnight on uh, Saturday um, in the Super League as well um, I mean what I find remarkable about the Everton start is of course it's uh, uh, three games and, and, and no goals conceded as well. So I think whilst their attack took a lot of the uh, praise on Saturday, quite rightly so, for dismantling Villa, um, to, 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 to go through those three games without conceding as well is uh, a, a pretty good scoreline. Yeah, it's definitely great to see at the moment. They finished sixth in the WSL last season. Do you think they can keep this momentum up and be genuine contenders? I think it's it's the trouble is of course it's difficult to look beyond that the the, the, the sort of the big uh, three really isn't it in terms of uh, Arsenal Chelsea and, and Manchester City and of course Manchester United will have something to say about it as well. Um, what Everton have done I think is they put a little bit of a marker down. Um, so you know they're, they're sort of reminding people that that they are going to be a, a decent side. Um, obviously they've not yet faced any of the 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 the, 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 the you know the, those big three. Um, you know, a, a good 4-0 win at Bristol City, um, edging out Tottenham. Um, and then, of course, that comfortable win at Villa. Um, and, you know, Villa are a team who, you know, haven't really adapted following their promotion at the moment. Um, the next couple of games um, in the next two weekends are both at home for Everton uh, against West Ham and Brighton. And you have to say that those are also winnable matches for them, very much so, particularly given the start they've made. So if they could somehow go into, uh, you know, the, the, towards the end of October with five wins out of five. Um, yes, they may have bigger tests to come, but I tell you what, that would be, uh, certainly the big team would, would start to fear uh, going to Everton and, and, and playing them anywhere, really, for that matter. Um, and we'll have to see how long it is before they concede a goal. It's a terrific defensive record. Exactly. You've made a good point there, but perhaps the fixtures have been a bit more forgiving towards Everton um, at the moment, but 
you know, you certainly can't take anything away from them because some of their performances have been have been fantastic. And it's a bit like we're seeing in the men's Premier League at the moment. Everyone loves to see, you know, an underdog and, you know, a slightly um, a team that they don't expect dominating. Yeah, and I think it's it, it will certainly um, make for sort of a, a good secondary storyline, what scoreline, what, um, storyline, sorry, won't it? Because I think after the first weekend where we saw some a couple of really big scores for Chelsea and Arsenal, I think we were starting to worry slightly whether there was, you know, that was going to be the pattern of the season. Uh, Chelsea had obviously won the Community Shield as well, and you're thinking, well, perhaps it is going to be a two-horse race. What a, Manchester City then, of course, uh, make uh, a couple of big signings, bringing Lucy Bronze back and Alec Greenwood. So, you know, it, it, I think it's going to be Everton are going to be that breath of fresh air, possibly. And you talked about the fixture list being kind to them. You, you still have to win the matches. And the fact they've won those three matches, both uh, all to nil, um, and they've got a couple of home games that they will fancy themselves in as well. Yeah, I mean, and they're spreading the goals around as well. You know, there's not one player that you would say, well, oh, if she gets an injury or, you know, doesn't turn up, then, you know, they're going to struggle. So, you know, I think three or four of their players have scored a couple of goals each. Um, mm-hmm. So they've got strength across the team, Everton, that they're doing well. Um, and momentum, form, you know, in all sport, that is very important. It can carry you across the line in games sometimes. Um, it's just about, you know, what happens when they come up against uh um, you know the, the 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 you know the so-called I'll, I'll say so-called because I'm fair on other teams, but the so-called you know bigger clubs, you know those those top sides that we're you know that have established themselves. I mean they go to Chelsea on November the eighth, they host Manchester City into December, um, and then just before Christmas they they they, they go to Arsenal. Um, but again, you know that's that's spreading those games out. So in between times there'll be matches that they'll think they could win as well. So you know they could be they could be up there, but again. Other sides will be um, will be having their say as well. Hmm. You just mentioned Arsenal. That moves us on nicely um, to their performance at the weekend. Now, like you mentioned, Everton went top briefly. Arsenal then claimed the top spot once again, just 24 hours later. Um, they had to do a bit of hard work against Bristol City. They were trailing behind um, after Abby Harrison's sixth minute goal for the Robins, but Jordan Nobbs equalised for the Gunners uh, just before half-time. So they really upped the gears then in the second half, um, Caitlin Ford scoring her second goal of the season, and despite the Bristol rally, Vivian Medima settled the nerves by adding a third for Arsenal. Um, We've just touched on Everton. They've got lots of different goal scorers at the moment. The same could be said for Arsenal as well. If you look at all the league's top goal scorers um, at the moment, it's all Arsenal and Everton. Um, Andrew, it was a good response, wasn't it, from Arsenal um, to bounce back, especially considering the semi, especially considering that FA Cup semi-final defeat um, on Thursday. Yes, and of course, uh, you know, Arsenal... Uh, you know, have got such a fantastic record in the in the FA Cup, and that will have that will have hurt them, I think. Um, but what do you say about Arsenal? What do you say about Joe Montemurro's team? And and uh, I, I mean, we saw it, didn't we, with the Tottenham game, where they, you know, they had to work very hard um, in the FA Cup for that victory. Um, and again, with uh, this, you know, playing Bristol City, they. They, as you say, they fell behind, but they uh, rather like we saw with Manchester City against Tottenham as well, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Um, 
it was about finding an extra gear. And when you've got the quality of the players that Arsenal and indeed Manchester City have, when they need to find the extra gear, they more often than not do. Um, and of course, as you say, they've got goal scorers. Um, even Vivian Miedemar is kind of being outshone a little bit at the moment by Jill Rod, but you know they, they they've got some. You know, as I say, they've got some uh, terrific players who will always find that little something extra. And I think that's tricky for teams like Bristol City. Um, in a sense, I know this is going to sound a, a horrible cliche, but in a sense, they might have scored, you know, too early in a way. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's um, with Arsenal, it's about trying to frustrate that attack, I think. And uh, they managed to come through a, a, a tough test, which I think is the mark of all good sides, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, we'll touch briefly on Bristol City. They narrowly avoided relegation last season, but they've had to say lightly, a terrible start to the season that having them, Bristol, Aston Villa, Birmingham, City, um, yet to win a game. They've lost all of their games so far. Um, it's not looking good for the Robins, is it, Andrew? Which pains me to say, because I've, I've, I've got a bit of a soft spot. The two, the two bottom sides, Aston Villa and, and, and Bristol City, won, uh, two goals between them in their six games and uh, 27 goals conceded. So... Um, it's clear that there is an issue in uh, in both penalty areas. Um, that's uh, I think that's fair to say. I mean, having said that, look at uh, you know Bristol City's fixtures: um, home to Everton, first up, lost four nil; away to Chelsea, lost nine nil; and away to Arsenal, lost three one. So um, you can't really uh, you can't really ask for a, a, a much tougher start to that. Then they next two weekends they host Villa and then host Birmingham. So that will be a mark for them to see where they're at. Um, points from those games, two wins from those games, and you would start to look at Villa and Birmingham. Um, if Bristol City was a slip up there, then I think, uh, yeah, I think the Robins may have a slight issue themselves. Mm, yeah, two massive games there coming up for Bristol City. Um, Chelsea, two, two points behind Everton and Arsenal. They beat Birmingham City by a goal to nil, thanks to Fran Kirby. Kirby headed in Erin Cuthbert's free kick after eight minutes to extend the champions' unbeaten league start to the season. Chelsea are now undefeated in 24 consecutive top-flight games. Um, Birmingham, again, like Bristol and Aston Villa, still pointless having lost all three games so far this season and remain joint at the bottom. Uh, both Manchester sides, Man United and Man City, um, both winning on the weekend as well to stay level on points with Chelsea. Man City dominated in a 4-1 win over Tottenham with Chloe Kelly scoring two. And if you haven't seen her first goal, it's well worth a watch. Go on Twitter and see if you can find that because, um, yeah, it's one hell of a goal to say the least. Um, a first goal in the WSL for Sam Mewis and a customary goal for Ellen White completed the scoring. Man United also won comfortably 3-0 against Brighton. Andrew, not really much to say, but two good wins for the Manchester sides and potential that we could have... Um, maybe the most exciting race that we've seen in the WSL so far, because you've got, you know, the top of the table is really tight, really competitive at the moment. It is. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, I mean, certainly, um, uh, you know, Manchester city kind of had to work, you know, a little bit on breaking Tottenham down as indeed Arsenal did in the, in the FA cup game against them. 
Um, you could, the penalty that they got was slightly debatable, but uh, well put away. Um, listen, City, rather like Arsenal, such a, I mean, a, a really packed squad of talent. You know, I mean, I, I know it's an obvious thing to say, but, and that's the thing is when you've got players, you can rotate, you can, I mean, they, they left Lucy Bronze on the bench. Um, Yesterday, you know, you, you can do all sorts of things with that City squad, not change the um, uh, the level of quality at all. Um, and it just means you've got game changers from the bench as well. So um, I think Manchester City will obviously be um, up there along with Chelsea. The, the Chelsea are interesting because obviously they had that massive win over Bristol City. But if you look at the rest of the results, obviously they were held by Manchester United um, when the Super League started. They had their FA Cup defeat to Everton, which kind of caught people on the hop a little bit, I think. And then obviously uh, settled for a one-goal win at Birmingham. That's still three points. Um, but if you looked at the league table, you'd go, well, you know, Chelsea have started well and they've clearly got a good goal difference. But of course, the bulk of that came against Bristol City. Um, so we'll let, wait to see what happens with Chelsea when, you know, when they come up against the the, the powerhouses again. Obviously, they did, uh, did win the Community Shield against City, but... Let's just see how that pans out because, um, you know, Chelsea may... I think Emma Hayes will want more from her Chelsea side. Mm. Um, the other game in the WSL then saw Reading pull off a 1-0 win away at West Ham thanks to a Lauren Bruton strike. Well, that's it for the WSL action. And coming up next in the pod, we'll take a look at all the action from the Championship. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply doesn't work that way. Even a quick look at the message, a quick reply, affects your concentration and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. Well, we'll turn our focus to the championship. And I have to say, the championship table is just as tight as the WSL at the moment. The big match in the division over the weekend saw Leicester host Durham. Super Serb Lachante Paul salvaged Leicester City a point after her stoppage time equaliser broke Durham's heart in a 2 all draw at Farley Way. Emily Roberts had opened the scoring for the visitors before Captain Remy Allen levelled for the Foxes just six minutes after half time. Beth Heppel restored the Wildcats' lead with a brilliant free kick. And while Durham looked set for a third victory of the season, second half substitute Paul struck at the death to maintain Leicester's unbeaten start to the FA Women's Championship season. Elsewhere, Sheffield United were left frustrated as their game at Charlton was called off due to a waterlogged pitch. It's been a tough start for both London sides as they have only picked up one point between them. Newly formed London City have only one point from their opening three games and they fell to a 1-0 home defeat to Lewis. Well, London Bees fared even worse, losing a London derby 4-1 at home to Crystal Palace. Andrew, can you put your finger on what exactly has gone wrong for the two London clubs so far this season? Not really. I think... The championship is a, is a difficult league um, and, you know, there are some very, very tight games across the board and you kind of have to, in the championship, the key to picking up results, um, I know Liverpool have made a good start, obviously they're fresh down from the Super League, 
Um, but the key to picking up results is to, to have that little bit of quality in key moments. And certainly for London City Lionesses and London Bees, two sides who, I mean, London City Lionesses were, uh, had a very good record of beating those around them and below them last season, um, particularly away from home at Prince's Park. Um, they, I think they had some disappointing results, um, certainly in the first half of the season. Uh, but away from home, uh, you know, they had a, a win at Coventry. I remember, I think they won at Blackburn. They are obviously a little bit still in transition with Lisa Fallon coming in. She's a very good coach and I'm sure things will turn around. They've had a few signings, obviously, that have come in. Um, still the bulk of last season's squad. Um, there's a lack of goals, clearly. They've only got two goals in the first four games. In fact, so have London Bees. Um, so both sides are going to have to, to sort that area of their game out. Last season, London City Lionesses beat Lewis at home 3-0. Um, so they'll have been disappointed to have uh, obviously lost that game um, uh, to a penalty, I think it was. Um, and as for London Bees, um, it's difficult that, you know, it's, it's uh, comprehensively beaten by Palace. Um, as I say, it is a lack of goals. They con also conceded 14. Um, so they're going to have to address uh, that. Um, they, I mean, they look at the results. I mean, they conceded three to Coventry and Liverpool and then four to Sheffield United and, and to Palace. We talked about the Super League uh, games coming up and how important those are for certain teams. Um, on Sunday, this coming Sunday, uh, London Bees actually go to Prince's Park to play London City Lionesses. So um, I tell you what, this the next couple of weekends in, in both divisions, um, there are some key matches that will... You know, those that you, you do get managers say, don't you, when when certainly teams at the bottom, when they sort of lose to teams at the top, they go, these aren't the matches that will define our season. Well, in the WSL and in the championship, there might be a couple of games over the next couple of weekends that do start to define team seasons. Not in terms of, you know, they might as well just give up and go home if, you know, if they're down the bottom. But it might define whether they are in, you know, relegation battles or or in uh, you know mid-table security, both in the WSO and the Championship. And certainly, London Bees against London City Lionesses, uh, or vice versa in this case, uh, looks like one of those fixtures that um, uh, both teams will be eyeing three points in that one. That's good news for us, because that means we'll have plenty to talk about up on the coming episodes on the Women's Football Podcast. Well, Andrew, we'll turn our focus now on to the FA Women's National League. Now, Andrew, there's been two rounds of matches since last week's pod, including the midweek games, and it's fair to say the uh, team of the season so far are Watford. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Watford, the only team in the, the third tier with a 100% record, four wins from four. On Sunday, uh, they won 3-2 at Gillingham. Gillingham gave a good account of themselves, actually. Atisha Charles had given them a, a shock early lead, but uh, Goldson, Adakita, Fatugadada, Emma Beckett and Sarah Wiltshire put Watford in control before half-time. Jules pulled a goal back in the second half through Georgia Griffin, but it wasn't enough. Um, elsewhere in the Southern Premier Division, Oxford United beat last season's table toppers Crawley Wasps by three goals to one. Emmy Lancaster equalised for Crawley against her old club, cancelling out Molly Peters' opener, but the U's took controls with goals from Cat Beaver and a stun-up from Lauren Haynes. Elsewhere in the division, Yeovil edged out Canesham 3-2, while Chester and Selsey, uh, who beat Portsmouth in uh, the last midweek round of matches, uh, they picked up another impressive result as they won 3-1 at Plymouth. Uh, Plymouth are without a point. Hounslow are without a point and even a goal. 
after they were beaten 4-0 at MK Dons. Cardiff against Portsmouth was postponed due to the ongoing COVID restrictions in the area. And what about in the Northern Premier Division? Who's leading the way there at the moment? Well, Fylde and Nottingham Forest are joint leaders with 10 points from four games. In fact, I think they've got very uh, similar records in terms of, uh, certainly in terms of goal difference. Uh, Fylde beat Hull 4-2. Um, Emily Hollingshead and Faye McCoy twice gave Fylde the lead in the first half, cancelled out first by Joe Symington and then Emily Smith. Jodie Redgrave made it 3-2 to the hosts and Jess Holbrook completed the win in the second half. Uh, Nottingham Forest, they won 3-2 at Stoke. Um, Eleanor Bohannon scoring on her first team debut for Stoke that wasn't enough to prevent Forrest winning 3-2 last season's dominant for Sunderland they've been beaten for the third time in four matches crashing 3-0 at Huddersfield uh, Laura Elford and a double from Katie Nutter doing the job for the hosts uh, Derby ended West Brom's unbeaten start with a 4-2 win uh, Middlesbrough got their first win by beating Burnley 2-1 and Sheffield FC earned just their second win in their last 17 league matches by beating Loughborough 3-1. Loughborough replaced them at the bottom. And who's doing well in the four Division 1 leagues? Well, Wolves are top of Division 1 Midlands and have scored 28 goals in four matches, conceding just once. Uh, Chester Street Town head Division 1 North, although they've played more matches than most other teams. Uh, in Division 1 South East, Ipswich have won three out of three without conceding a goal. And Southampton FC women also have a 100% record in Division 1 South West. And in terms of the weekend's fixtures, what's coming up? What games should we be keeping an eye on? Well, the big game in the Southern Premier Division is the meeting of last season's top two. That's Crawley Wasps, who have wobbled a little bit so far at home to unbeaten Watford. Uh, Yeovil hosts Cardiff, which could also be a very interesting game. Uh, Oxford travel to Hounslow. Hounslow without a goal. Um, Oxford in form. Uh, Chichester and Selsey entertain Canesham. MK Dons play Gillingham. And Portsmouth face struggling Plymouth. In the north, the leaders filed go to stuttering Sunderland in the pick of the weekend's action. Nottingham Forest are at home to bottom of the table Loughborough. West Brom host Stoke. Uh, Middlesbrough meet Huddersfield. Derby travel to Sheffield, who'll be uh, buoyed by that first win. And Burnley host Hull. Well, finally, we'll uh, cross the borders for our final story of the week into Spain. Now, well, we know Real Madrid are a force in the men's game. Well, they will be looking to dominate the women's game from this season onwards. It was Real Madrid Femenino's first official match um, over the weekend, which ended in defeat as they lost 4 0 to reigning Primera Division champions Barcelona on Sunday. It was the uh, the first women's El Clasico. Patricia Guerrero, Lika Mertens and Alexia Puteas all scored for Barcelona in the first women's El Clasico, a great event for the women's game over in Spain. Madrid, who also scored an own goal in the match, were only formed in July um, after buying out club Deportivo Tacón. They competed last season under Tacón's name and wore their kit, but trained and played at Real Madrid's training ground so a historic moment for Spanish 
women's football um, and good luck to the Real Madrid Femeninos side for the rest of the season. Well, that's all from us this week. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on the pod. And remember, we're on social media at the Women's Football Podcast on Instagram and at TWFP1 on Twitter. So I will be back next week looking back at all of the action from the weekend. But until then, thank you very much for listening. Ta-da.